You're listening to Talking Taiwan with your host, Felicia Lin. This is episode 49 of the Talking Taiwan podcast. On today's show, we will be talking about Taiwan Voice, a Facebook page that exploded onto the scene during the Sunflower Movement in March of 2014. My guest today is Sophie Pinyashu, one of the former contributors of Taiwan Voice. Welcome to episode 49 of the Talking Taiwan podcast. On today's show, my guest is Sophie Pinyasu. She was a contributor on Taiwan Voice, which is a Facebook page, and you're going to hear more about that on today's show. Welcome to the podcast, Sophie. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Great. So for starters, can you tell people what is Taiwan Voice and how did it get started? So Taiwan Voice is a page over Facebook. It started among friends over Facebook after the students occupied the legislature on March 18th. So we wanted to uh, update people about what was going on with the legislature there in English and in other languages so that people all over the world could get information as fast as they could from the Facebook page. started off as a conversation over Facebook chat. Because some of the friends that we had in that group were abroad and they were concerned about what was going on. Hmm. This was started as a forum to keep each other informed about the latest developments surrounding the occupation of the legislature. Mm -hmm. So friends kept adding friends and eventually the chat window had over 30 people at one point. So the kind of people inside this group are very like-minded, I would say. And that we are all very passionate people, especially when it comes to fighting social injustice in Taiwan. Before this, we were each very active, either in full-time jobs or with volunteering for the improvement of human rights, not just in Taiwan, but also around the world. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's great. Yeah, um, I was in Taiwan at the time during the occupation of the legislative year, and I found it to be a really great resource because it's not always easy to get English language coverage. And if you're not a Chinese language speaker or unable to read, um, it's sometimes hard to get information. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I want to backtrack. Can you say something about yourself and introduce yourself? Sure. Um, Well, I've been in Taiwan since 2000 and. One, I came back to Taiwan on September 11th, 2001. Two days before that, I was in New York. So I don't know. I think I came at the right time. And I became involved with friends, getting to know about what Taiwan is about. Because I grew up abroad. I grew up in Latin America. And I spent my college years and a little bit after that in the U.S., in Texas. Mm -hmm. So... Coming back, I had to learn the language again and learn about the history and all the all the jazz that comes with Taiwan. So um, it was really interesting, and that's how I became involved in, in social activism. Mm-hmm. I joined the Department of International Affairs at the DPP, mm-hmm. and then I worked there for quite a bit until I decided to go to Europe to study my master's. Wow, great. Now, where did the name for Taiwan Voice come from? Is there a story there? 
The name, I don't really know how it came about because the person who started the page just created it out of the blue. But I suspect it came from our conversation in the Facebook chat Mm -hmm. and how we were talking about how we needed to let the message out. So I'm sure it just came naturally and instantly from that FB group. Mm-hmm. Because everybody in that group was really creative and everybody was like throwing ideas one after another about how we could contribute to help the students on what later became the Soundflower movement. Right. And what was your personal contribution to Taiwan Voice? So in my case, I met some of them a while back when another friend asked me to volunteer for Amnesty International in Taiwan. Mm-hmm. And I was added to join the conversation over FB. And then the next thing I know, I became an editor <laughs> of the Taiwan yeah. Voice page. Wonderful. I mean, Felicia, you know, everything happens so fast. Yeah. All I know is that after that, my FB notifications went over the roof. With just notifications on how many people liked the page and how many people commented on our posts. Mm -hmm. So I had to learn for the first time how to disable the notification feature. (laughs) And I asked a friend of mine, I was like, how do I remove this? But, but, you know, it just kept the information flow, just kept coming. And over the first two days, the page was created. We had over a thousand likes per day. Per day. Yeah. Incredible. So what did I contribute? Well, mainly my job was to scan the tremendous amount of social media sources in Chinese Mm -hmm. for news ideas and coordinate. We had a group of translators, Mm -hmm. uh, volunteer translators, Mm -hmm. and we assigned them pieces to translate, edit the pieces that had been translated and make it into a readable story in English and then post it to the Taiwan Voice page. There was another person whom I shared this work, but as we got busier, we had to add more people. And that was hard to find because, not because of the lack of skills, but because the person in charge of this had to sit all day long and be plugged online. You couldn't go anywhere. And you could maybe go away for a couple hours, but then you would be really nervous and then... You know, waiting for the day. And then you just come back and you just see these loads of messages. So, and additionally to that, I was helping with organizational matters, such as getting better organized, recruit Mm -hmm. people Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that would help as we were in dire need of reporters and picture takers and designers. Wow, that's incredible. So, how many people do you think were involved with this effort at the time? Like I said, in the FB conversation window, we had about 30 people Mm -hmm. and they, were either in full-time in social activism, like mm-hmm. working for different organizations, right. or just volunteers. And then eventually we created an FB group. Mm-hmm. So those uh, 30 people were the core group that started it? Were they all active in contributing somehow? No, some of them just threw news stories as they were on the, on the scene, or some of them through ideas. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Some of them were just quiet, but mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. they didn't leave the group. They were just always in the conversation. Right. They were not bothered by the every second messages. <laughs> so I think everybody was really involved in the, in a sense. Yeah. But the core people, I think I would say about 10 wow. to 15. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So besides what was going on the, at the legislative end, like how did they decide what, they want to report on the page because the page is still going on now. It has about like over 10,000 likes now. Yes. Uh, well, I'm not involved anymore. I left right on the day that mm-hmm. the students left the legislature. Oh, okay. 
Right. I always say that the main motivation at the time seemed out of their passion to fight injustice. Mm-hmm. So anything that was newsworthy, we would just post it. We didn't filter it. We just wanted to make it as raw as we could. Mm-hmm. But when that happens, it also disorganization happens. So mm-hmm. eventually we had to kind of filter it out and discuss it. And right. so we decided to have Skype meetings every mm-hmm. night. Oh, my and, goodness. And we then decided to put a hierarchy on the newsworthiness. Uh, like we had like a setup of how many votes the story would get. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's hard to sustain something like that. I mean, I think that even after the occupation of legislative, there are a lot of people who are involved or not even necessarily the people that are inside the legislative, but a lot of the people who are gathered outside, people had to kind of recover. It was a very intense time. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And so do you remember like when you guys got huge critical mass of people liking the page? Like, I mean, I mean, you know that you mentioned that you're already getting like a thousand likes per day, but was there some like a specific day that there was a huge critical mass, something happened? Um, no, I think it was the the general flow was about a thousand per day. Mm-hmm. There was no specific day that there was more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just pretty much smooth. Right, right. Uh, what do you think is the impact of what Town Voice is doing? I believe Town Voice has done quite a big impact over social media related to Taiwan, for sure. Mm-hmm. It also helped gather momentum from abroad to support the Sunflower Movement. And it's a good alternative to have on social media, especially Facebook, mm-hmm. to get some quick updates over what is happening in Taiwan when it comes to news that are mm-hmm. focused on injustice mm-hmm. in Taiwan. Mm-hmm. Right. Is there anything else that you'd like people to know about Town Voice? And do you keep in touch with uh, the people that are behind the page or organizing? I do keep in touch with some of them. Yeah, I think, you know, the, the people behind it, I would say, are very passionate. And, you know, some of them wanted to remain low-key because, like, one of them was working in China, for example. Oh. And they didn't want to, mm-hmm. you know, have any problems eventually yeah that's very sensitive and some of them just didn't want their names to be known because they're also foreigners in Mm -hmm. in it Mm -hmm. and in taiwan is known that if you are a foreigner and you get involved politically you might face deportation yeah basically Mm -hmm. we are it was a group of friends Mm -hmm. that were very passionate about taiwan Mm -hmm. and that's Mm -hmm. how it started so for anyone who wants to know more about Taiwan Voice, if you haven't already heard of them or seen their Facebook page, I believe you can just go to www.facebook.com forward slash Taiwan Voice, right? Yes. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. This is a great chance to promote Taiwan Voice, even though I'm not involved uh, personally directly with it, but I'm really proud of what was accomplished during those days. Yeah, yeah, I I really appreciate the work that they're doing and I hope they keep it up. Yeah, me too. You've been listening to the Talking Taiwan podcast. If you'd like to get more news updates about Taiwan and to know more about Taiwan Voice, please visit and like their Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Taiwan Voice. Until next time, you've been listening to the Talking Taiwan podcast. Talking Taiwan is brought to you by Forumosa.com.